This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? Here we are, another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today, our guest is Khadijah Williams. Khadijah, thank you so much for looking at my message for one, you know what I mean? And, and deciding to jump on for a quick chat. Listen, it's my pleasure. Um, I always happy to have insightful conversations to, you know, add value to the community. And so, first of all, thank you for seeing me valuable enough to reach out to. So, I, I appreciate it. And I'm excited to have this conversation. Perfect, perfect. Uh, to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, Khadija Williams, I'm an educator, um, an author, um, a musician, oddly enough, right? Um, that was my first love, which I'm sure we'll get into in the conversation. Um, and at the foundation of everything that I do is I love, 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 love talking to people, whether it be educators, ed- uh, students, anybody about what it looks like to identify and live in your purpose. Mm. My purpose is literally what keeps me alive. It, it makes me happy to wake up in the morning. It keeps me from being self-destructive, right? Mm, yes. um, and so at the foundation of everything that I do is I take my my, pers- my purpose very serious. And I also teach others how to take, how to identify it, live it out, and to maintain it um, to really um, understand why God put you on the earth. Mm. And that's, 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 I live, breathe, eat, sleep that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, uh, I don't want to be long-winded, but you know, that's, that, that's that's a little bit about me um, and everything else about me will flow out of those, you know, titles per se. Um, mm-hmm. But my foundation is is faith. My foundation is um, my purpose. Um, and I wouldn't be living in my purpose if I didn't teach others how to do the same. So mm-hmm. that, that's a little bit about me. I love that. I wouldn't be living in my purpose if I didn't teach others how to do the same. That's a word. That's a word. That is a bar. It was fly when you said it. I ain't gonna hold you. It was fly when you said it. That's a bar. I I connect with that uh, like 110%. Feel me? Like, um, it took me a while, you know, to really, really step into who I wanted to be, you know, how I wanted to show up in the world and the space I wanted to take up. But, you know, now that I'm here, and I have people watching me, that makes it easier. Some days are easier than others, um, but really, really living out the purpose, you know, and what, what, what was the catalyst that got you to that space? Ooh, that's a packed question. I ain't gonna be long-winded about it. No, go ahead. No, go ahead Um, and tell tell us. Okay. Um, like I said, music was my first, uh, was my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have a couple instruments just laying kind of around my office <laughs> right now. But um, but, but I, I I recognize that now music was just a gift. It was mm. a vehicle or a tool 
to to ultimately do something else. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but what really did it for me, I had a, a life changing moment when I was in high school. Um, and it was it was two things going on. I had two options at this moment in my life. I had an option to uh, keep doing what I was doing, being destructive, skipping school, uh, skipping class, you know, being disrespectful to teachers and just really just being ratchet, like just mm. being outright <laughs> ratchet, you know what I'm saying? Or I could have done all the things that my band director told me that I could be. I remember one time he was, and I tell this story all the time, you know, so I don't, it, it don't, it, like, it don't bother me. Mm -hmm. But uh, he caught me coming back on campus one time and uh, I thought I was doing something. I thought I was, you know, I wouldn't get caught, you know. <laughs> and I, I was, I thought I was a smooth operator, you know. And he caught me. He was like, yo, Khadija, like, first of all, he threatened me. You know, I thought I was a thug back then and you wasn't going to catch me lacking, you know. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I'm going to kick you out of bed. And I started crying. I'm like, man, come on now. This is the only thing I got. Like, you mm -hmm. don't understand. Like, this is the only thing that really make me come to school. I skip all my classes and make sure I made it to band practice, you know. Yeah. And, um, but what I didn't know was that he was watching me. Like, he he saw some of my strengths. He saw other gifts that I had that I, I didn't know that I had, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he spoke life into me that day. Like, he straight up told me, like, Khadija, you know, you can go to college, right? But when he, I was having a conversation in myself telling me I couldn't go to college. Mm. So for somebody else to tell me that, I'm like, oh, snap, I, I can, huh? Like, you know, he was like, all it takes is one phone call. And you, and, and I, I got you. And I'm like, whoa, like, and it was, I can honestly say, like, that was my 360 or my mm. 180. Whichever one don't make you end up where you was. 180. Was. I got like, you. <laughs> I, I, I turned around. I ain't go back to where I was, you know? And uh, that was my 180. Like, I don't know what happened. I'm going to be real with you. I went home that night, and I started dreaming again. Mm. I started dreaming again. Like, I'm talking I about. stop dreaming? Oh, I had a lot of trauma. Just I, I went through a lot as a child. Mm -hmm. uh, grew up in a home with a drug addict, alcoholic father. You know, mm. a lot of verbal abuse. A lot of uh, suicide attempts, depression. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm not minimizing it, but that's, that was my situation. And so, um. I stopped dreaming. I stopped seeing my capabilities. I knew I had a gift. Like, music came easy to me. That's my thing. Still to this day, you know. Um, but it was it, it was like, it was a it was just something to get by. It wasn't a means to an end, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Up until I had that conversation with my band director that, you know, really allowed me to see what I was capable of doing. And so, I went home that night, and I was like, oh, snap, like, I can do this. Like, I'm going to break the generational curse in my family. And I don't know how I'm going to do it just going to college alone. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do it just being, just getting a band scholarship. But it was like some unlocked in me. I couldn't, like, it was like no, there was no impossibilities to me. And mm -hmm. so if I can make it to college, then surely I can, I can, I can get a job. If I can get a job, then I can take care of my mama. If I can take care of my mama, I can, I can start a legacy and create scholarships. It was all these different thoughts, right? That I'm now very, very blessed to be able to live out sincrementally, right? But you know, and it, it, whoever's listening to this, I want you to know, like, yo, all it takes is one, one seed. Uh -huh. All it takes is one seed. Like one seed create a forest. <laughs> a forest is in one seed. And your destiny could be held in one conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so for me, that was definitely my turning point. I can vaguely remember, like, I was either going to keep doing what I was doing or I was going to go uh, go along and see what the end was going to be according to what my counselor or my, my band director, my mentor was telling me that I could be. And it's been on and cracking ever since. <laughs> it's been on and cracking ever since. You know? I love it. I and love so, it. I love yeah. it. So... It sound it sounds like you had like some self limiting beliefs and and you know that negative self talk 
negative self-talk is like the killer of dreams, the killer yeah. of, of aspirations. Um, what, what vehicle did you use to get yourself away from those limiting beliefs? Beliefs. Um, first of all, you got to recognize, because I think when you, uh, I, I tell people all the time, no problem is fixable unless you first recognize there is one. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Like you need to acknowledge that you're doing it because mm -hmm. you will be oppressed and depressed for so long. And then when you're out of that environment, you'll create that environment all over again mm -hmm. with your own bad habits. You feel yeah. me? So I was outside of the house. I wasn't around my dad who was oppressing me, that who was abusing me, right? And then I became that the, that oppressing voice when he wasn't around, mm -hmm. right? It's almost like I begin to repeat all the stuff that he was saying to me to myself. Mm -hmm. And I say, yo, who needs an enemy when it's the enemy that's stopping me? Come like, on. Talk, like, can't nobody stop me, period. You cannot stop Khadija from doing nothing, but I can Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can right, and so the one of the first things that I did was I acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. I acknowledged that I recognized it. So I had to create something called self awareness. So yeah. it, there were certain moments where I just allowed my mind to go down like this rabbit hole of doubtful thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when I decided to stop doing that, I had to like I had to literally stop doing that. If that yeah, makes sense, absolutely, it yes. Just something I talked about that I was gonna do, but I would like to myself. Uh, monitor my thoughts so if I had that one doubtful thought it will duplicate so I stop it before it duplicate mm -hmm. you know and but it, so how you stop it is it's almost like um so I'm a gardener right <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, a kill I kill plants <laughs> oh man it's all good YouTube right I'm, I'm a gardener gotcha. and uh one thing that I recognize is that when you're trying to plant something new it's always going to be something there before you got there that's going to be fighting against that new thing that you planted. Ooh, that's a bar, mm. all right? Mm. So what I found out was that I was fighting against things that I didn't know was there. And so I come back out after I done planted my seeds. My stuff is starting to grow up. I'm getting hype. But then there's something called weeds that's choking all my stuff out. It's, it's snatching out all the nutrients. Mm -hmm. It's snatching out all the stuff that's really supposed to be creating the fruit of what I'm growing and it's, 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 it's magnifying the weed, right? Mm -hmm. Which isn't edible. It's not, it's, it's unuseful. And so I had to do, I had to pluck it out. I just got to pluck it out. You literally got to take it out from the root, right? And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith and I recognize that, you know, in, in, the, in the Bible, it tells me that I have to cast down every imagination. Mm -hmm. Like you literally have to, like when, when it comes, you cast it down, period. Like you, you tear it down, right? And bring every, every thought, captive to to the to Christ period and, and, and you know I, I don't want to be offensive with nobody but that's what that worked for me you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying I had to really be bold at at at, at really sub subjecting my mind and you know and, and catching stuff when it comes because I think what a lot of people do is they'll let a seed be planted and they'll let it grow mm -hmm. they keep going down in rabbit holes of thoughts instead of breaking it up at the root they so they letting their whole garden <laughs> grow over with weeds yeah <laughs> you feel they, me? they don't even realize and, they water in it they don't even realize that water in it. Right, right, <laughs> right. So you feeding your own destruction. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And so for me, um, especially when I got into college and I, I got isolated and now I'm getting all this new stuff pouring into me. Mm -hmm. And I found out that it wasn't the new stuff that was uh that was going to help me, that was gonna cause me to change for real, is I had to pluck up that old stuff. Yeah. And so uh 
even now I'm thinking about the weeds I got to pluck out right now at my garden. I'm, I'm, I'm tight. I ain't gonna hold you like, cause it's hard work. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. You're you, you going to go through some pain. You're going to go through some growing pains. Right. But by the time you come back to it, the next season, after you've plucked up all those weeds, you plucked up all those bad habits, you plucked up all those self, those, those self-defeating thoughts. Right. Um, by the time you come back to your garden or you come back to yourself, you're like, man, I'm glad I put in that hard work because I'm much better. I'm much more fruitful. I'm much more prosperous than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Right. And so long answer, but to tell you, uh, I definitely had to just start. I had to stop the thoughts at the root period. Yeah. And um, just fill it in with the word of God, fill it in with prayer, feed, fill it in with healthy habits, healthy eating and all that other stuff that we know mm-hmm. is good for us, but we just don't feel like doing right. But um, after a while, hard work become uh, a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not even hard because ha- only thing that's hard is new things. After, mm-hmm. it's not, after it's familiar, it's now, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's my habits. It's my discipline. So um, that don't mean that doubtful thoughts don't come. It just means they can't stay. <laughs> it don't mean they don't come. It just means they can't stay. Like, yes, 100%. Um, we plant the seed or maybe maybe we didn't plant the seed, right? Someone planted the seed. We water it. They water it. We water it. We don't realize the the damage it's doing to the soil around us, right? Now we have to do like the hard work, and I like to call it heart work. Yep. Because you gotta you gotta go deep. You gotta yeah. get to the root and and take that seed out. And yep. then and then this is where people stumble. They they might get to the root, they might take the seed out. But if you don't put something intentional there, yep. guess what's gonna happen? Guess you know what's, what's so crazy? Happen? It'll get to the point where you won't be able to tell your your fruit from your weed uh-huh. if you let it overgrow too 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Like you you like you know some people are like that's just how I am. Uh huh. No, that's not how you are. That's not how you are. You you mixing your personality with your with your with your doubt. Mm-hmm. That ain't what it po- doubt and faith can't live in the same place. You feel me? And so uh, some people let they let they doubt or they they you know they negativity become so part of their soul and their personality that they can't even tell the difference between what was the seed and what's actually originally them, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, you definitely got to do that hard work, like you said, for sure. Yeah, definitely try to navigate that. And it's not easy, you know, it's not easy. Uh-huh. What is yeah. easy is just going and doing what you was doing, you know, going down yeah. there and and basically not doing nothing, you know, that's <laughs> the easy part. You know but, what I mean? Going- it's, it's really not easy though, because you living in a condition that you're not pleased with. Like oh, absolutely. Now, now there are some people out there who are absolutely joyful in their misery. In misery, yeah. they wild. Yeah. They they they're they're, yeah. they're wild. That's that's yeah. the space that they operate in, and I operated in that space for a long time, really really long time. Moving from, I wouldn't I'd say full blown pessimist. Like the glass is always there's nothing in that glass like the world is the the reason that I'm in the position that I'm in it was everybody's fault the moment I and I I switched my mindset and I was like okay yes this happened but my reactions you know how I'm choosing to respond to what happened Mm -hmm. that's where that that's where that growth happens 
yeah. feel me? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people are they're stuck right there because they don't they don't want to do the work mm -hmm. because they think they it's don't. gonna be they think it's you know gonna be like rainbows and and butterflies and kittens and mm -hmm. no, you know. I I really question the dreams of people who who are content. Mm -hmm. Like because it's like. The, the reason why I knew I couldn't stay the same is because I compared my dreams to my condition. Mm. I mean, my condition was 100% bad. Absolutely not. Because I was honestly in a place where I, I broke some generational curses. I made it to college, dog. Mm -hmm. Like Khadija from, from Charlotte? <laughs> Me? Boy, you don't, you don't know. I'm a, I, was the, I was the most unlikely to succeed out here. Mm. So I'm already, I, I already broke a barrier. Now it's time to break some more. So mm -hmm. like it, I, I was dreaming, I dreamed big. I dream, so the bigger my dreams got, the the smaller I had to make my issues, you know? Ooh. And so when people make their issues big, their dreams are small, mm -hmm. you know? But when you switch up the ratio, you gain the strength, you gain the wherewithal to fight against all that, you know? And so uh, I just question the dreams of a person who content. And most of the time, people who are content or settled in whatever misery they in is because their dream's not big. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or they scared to dream at all. Yep. Yep. They scared so. to dream at all. Fear is is a is a two. Fear is crippling. It is. You know, fear is you know, the Bible says fear work is torment. Fear mm. is tormenting. It is. You you think one thing and then it turns to another thing. And then it turns to a worse thing. And it's mm -hmm. like where to stop like let's just let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's stop this right where it need to stop at you mm -hmm. know and so yeah i definitely agree with you yeah all right speaking of dreams what is a dream that you've that you've had that you fulfilled <sighs> taking care of my mama mm. say more taking care of my mama um this thing right here that used to get me in trouble that used to get me uh, put on punishment. They used to give me book. You know what I'm saying? That I used to get slapped in. You know how black mamas can be. You know, my mama ain't, ain't abused me and like that. But yeah, I slap you in your mouth. You say something else. You know, you know how they go, right? This thing that used to give me a trouble. God has blessed me to be able to retire her. Mm. You feel me? I'm 26. 26 year olds don't retire their mama. You know, um, and that, that's not that's not for me to boast or anything like that. But that was a dream. I'm of gonna mine. stop you boast talk yo talk because because we can be humble right but we can still acknowledge the work the dedication that it took for you to be able to 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 make that dream a reality for sure. you know so yeah. i want you to nah step into that like you you own that yeah, that was definitely a, the biggest goal that I had, especially coming out of college. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a picture um, of uh, that was that was taken to me and my mom when she mm -hmm. dropped me off at, at school, and I'm her, I'm her youngest child, right? Um, <clears throat> and in this picture, she was hugging me. She had tears in her eyes. Now I went to school about ten hours away from home, so you can imagine the fear that's associated with dropping your baby girl off. At an HBCU in the hood, like, <laughs> and so she really, she really not tripping off of me going to live my dreams. She tripping off the environment that she don't that, that she think I'm walking into. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And I remember in this picture, man, I hugged her and I whispered to her, "I got my band camp attire. I got my white shirt and my blue shorts and my white tube sock, looking crazy, right?" And <laughs> I hugged her and I whispered to her, "I said, Mom, when I'm done with all this, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna take care of you." 
And every time I wanted to snap on somebody in school, I had to think about that picture I took. I used to keep it as my screensaver because I wanted to be accountable. Mm. Right. Um, every time I wanted to, uh I wanted to quit and cuss out a professor, I had to think about, man, can I can I do this right here? Like, well, if I do that, will I be able to do what I told my mom I was gonna do? Uh-huh. Every time I didn't feel like studying, or every time somebody invited me to a party, every time somebody wanted me to go do some ghetto stuff, I said, Man, if I make that decision, will it help me to do what I told my mom I was gonna do? And nine times out of nine times, the answer was no, and the, the choice was easy, uh-huh. right? And so, um, of course, now that that goal is accomplished, I have to have bigger goals or stronger goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, definitely, that that's definitely my biggest goal that I've accomplished. And I, I when when I go to schools and I you know I talk to students and everything, I ask them what their why is because your why is going to was that you can be motivated, but motivation is a, is a temporary energy source. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you gotta have like that's a temporary energy source to get you to a short term goal. Mm-hmm. You gotta have you a why on the days you don't feel like it. Yeah, like you got you really got to have a different type of engine. A lawnmower engine ain't gonna pull the F one fifty. Gonna pull a lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it's gonna pull a lawnmower. Um, and so as your as your dreams get bigger, you got to have a different type of anchor. Um, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's definitely one of my biggest goals that I've been able to accomplish. And I just I really give all glory and honor to God for being able to do that and maintain that. Not just do it once, but like maintain it over this course of time. And so. Definitely. Um, definitely. That's my exciting. biggest goal I've met so far. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. What are your, uh, you say you're the youngest, right? What yeah. do your siblings think about you being able to do this? I don't know. Um, we don't have a whole lot of conversations about it. Gotcha. Uh, I think, I know that they're very proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know, I know they're proud of me. I'm gonna say that, but um, we've never really had like a, end up conversation like hey i take care of mom what you think about it what we're talking that's my goal it's not Mm -hmm. your goal i don't really honestly don't care what you think about it just being real you know so it was just we i think they're okay with it we ain't got no jealousy going on so of course yes yes (laughs) (laughs) are they um are they entrepreneurs as well my brother is no yeah both of them are um my brother is is full-time entrepreneur um and I'm the one, I want to say this, I'm the youngest of my mother's children, my father's mm-hmm. children, I'm the oldest. So um, my my little sister, she she watched me see what I do. And, you know, she kind of vet through all of her little business ventures through me, like, hey, sis, what about this? Da, 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 da. You know, and so being able to inspire my little siblings and I honestly inspire my older siblings is pretty dope um, and kind of give them business ideas, showing them how to scale. Um, and so entrepreneurship is kind of the lingering thing with the members in my family mm-hmm. um and so being being successful in this space also helps me to be successful in my um in my intimate relationships helping them to to come up and, and to build and to do all those different things and kind of walking through my daily life of what i do and how i maintain and scale and you know things of that nature so yeah entrepreneurship is definitely in the family yeah love it love it love it what's what's the next goal what's the next big dream all right (laughs) hey 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 if you're enjoying this content do not forget to rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast be sure to rate and review it helps us reach more people in more ways now let's get back to some resilience (laughs) uh the next big dream is to 
giveaway scholarships this year. Mm-hmm. Well, not 2022, but uh, when I say this year, I'm I'm an educator, so I'm always thinking fiscal brain. Like, so I'm thinking 22, 20, like 22, 23. Yeah. Right? So within the next, uh, what, like probably halfway through 20, 2023, I want to give away uh, scholarships mm-hmm. uh, to for students to go to uh, college for band. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, and I want to help retain um, about 100,000 teachers in the classroom. I've not said that out loud, really, but yeah, yeah. So, so saying it out loud, right? That is that just made my heart beat fast. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> that, write, it down. <laughs> write that down. That is like we can think it, right? We can think it, but saying it, something about verbalizing it. Once those words cross your lips into the threshold of the universe, like it's out there. Yeah. And I got it on film, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't run from it now. You can't run but from yeah, it now. Man, that's my calling. Mm-hmm. I, I got a burden for it. Like anything that you call to, you got to have a burden for it. And I'm telling you, like, you know, I my burden is to get teachers back on the post of their calling um, and just have them to be what God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, especially the pandemic, I talked through the pandemic as a full-time band director and it was the toughest time in the world. I, I was like, yo, like, like this is different. Right. Um, and I was among the millions of teachers that walked out of the classroom, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, but I didn't walk out to stay gone. I walked out, carried all my burdens with me, packaged it into a program, and I'm about to put it in as many school dishes as I possibly can to help retain teachers, period. Because I recognize that, like, a teacher saved my life. Yeah. So you're pouring <laughs> into the, the to the teachers. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, of course, teachers and students. students. Yes, students, yeah. yes. But um, if, if I want to get to them students, I got to get to the teachers. You have I got to get to the, I got to get to the gatekeepers, period. Mm. I got to get to the gatekeepers. I love that. I love that yeah. vision that that port because they educators don't get enough credit. No. no. They don't get enough credit. And it blows it blows my mind. They don't get paid enough, you know. They, you know, educators have to deal with a lot, especially post pandemic. Mm-hmm. I I know how I was when I was in school. So I graduated in 2006. I knew I, I know I was wild, right? I know I know my eleventh grade year was buck wild. I didn't give nothing about nobody, you know, and I can only imagine what classrooms have been like post pandemic, post COVID. And uh, like, it's just and I hate to cut you off, but no, way, you're good. But we're dealing with what we're about to deal with is two things that I can immediately just say is about to be crazy. Mm-hmm. One, we're dealing with students who are two years psychologically behind. Mm, yes. That, yep. that's, yeah, that speaks by it. So, because people were just being passed on. So we're dealing with unequipped students, right? And because a lot of teachers left, now we're about to deal with unequipped teachers. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're going to be rushing them through these programs, rushing them in, trying to fill these vacancies. And then we're going to have a, a bunch of schools full of unequipped teachers with unequipped students. Right. And so that's why I come into play and I could not fight that battle inside the classroom. So unlike a lot of teachers who kind of just left and went to another high paying field, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to create a company that creates services to equip these teachers to deal with these unequipped students. Mm. 
And that, that that's that's that that's what we got going on in 23. It's about to go crazy. I love sure. it. It's about I to love go it. Crazy. Yeah. I love so it. So those are my goals. You um, start then in um what's that? What's it, Charlotte? Mecklenburg? You starting out there? No. So I actually live in Mississippi. You in Mississippi. Mississippi? Okay, okay, yes. okay. So I actually came down here for for undergrad, and I loved it. I loved it. And people are like Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> like, so what, right? Um, you know, we just had like the water crisis and everything, and mm-hmm. you know, and, like it was as bad as like Flint, Michigan. Like it was bad, but uh, glor- uh, like you know, prayerfully because of where we stay, you know, where I where I live in the city, we really wasn't affected like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. But I, I knew a lot of people who were, so I was kind of still affected. Um, yeah. But um, I'm actually not even starting in Mississippi. Um, I'm, I can't, it ain't inked the paper yet, so I can't say okay. where I'm starting. Okay, all right. right. All right, but just know we start. Just, just know we starting, and uh, I'm definitely going to be announcing it um, as soon as New Year come in. So that's exciting. We, we got our boots on the ground. We, we getting active, for sure. That's exciting. What does your team look like? What does your team consist of? Minority professionals, mm. like women, black women, uh, Caucasian women, black men, minority professionals, um, people who are literally the minority of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we partnering together, putting our expertise and our minds together and, uh, you know, you know, making it happen. And I don't put nobody around me who's strong at what I do. That's silly. Yeah. Well, what I put, if, if I'm good at it, I don't need you. Um, and so I have a lot of people around. You know what's crazy? My old principal works for me now. That's wild. <laughs> That's so wild. Like, yeah. like <laughs> how the tables, like, not really the tables turn, but how life goes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. So um it, that that's that's a blessing all of, within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she again, she has an expertise that I don't have. So we we're gonna be talking to school leaders. Okay, yeah, you go holler at the school leaders. I can't. I'm, I haven't been a school leader. So you see, what I'm saying I haven't been a school leader. So I can't go talk to school leaders. I can't mm-hmm. work with them. I can't speak to their situation. You have so you know that 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 just makes sense. You got to have people around you who don't do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so the team is minority, highly skilled minority professionals. Um, and we just about to operate in excellence and to add as much value to the education system as we can. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. The the passion um and excitement that you are displaying displaying. I don't even know if you realize the inflection of your tone and <laughs> <laughs> and the the way you sat up in your chair and you're like yeah like you I was chilling I was like this you was you know going. you was you was like you know <laughs> in the beginning and then we started talking about the 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 meat and potatoes and you was like yeah I'm all in like I don't even know if you I don't even know if you picked up on that I, I did. I didn't. I promise I, you, I, it wasn't even intentional. I was just you know I, I just got into it. Uh huh. <laughs> That's what happens when we when we when we step fully into our passion mm-hmm. and our purpose, we, we can't help but to display our excitement our you know, for, for whatever it is that we're talking about. Shout outs mm-hmm. to you for seeing the gap. And instead of walking away, you saw the gap and you're going to fill the gap oh, with, yeah. with, with, systems and strategies that will help not only 
the teachers, but the students that they are teaching. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. so yeah, like that's great work. Fantastic. I, I was a part of the problem a little bit. Like I left. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to leave and not come back. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to come back with something that's going to be a part of the solution. What was leaving yeah. like? Uh, say that one more time. What was leaving like? What? How did that scary. set up? Yeah. It was scary. Um, because I actually, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a speaker. And mm -hmm. so I actually was doing speaking while I was a teacher in mm -hmm. the pandemic. So on my, uh, was crazy. I, I was actually able to make my, my job salary in a fraction of the time, Ooh. like with part-time work. Yeah. So I would uh, be on my planning period doing a speaking engagement on a computer. <laughs> Seriously. And so I make a, a couple thousand dollars within like 45 minutes on my planning period. And so don't, don't, if you a teacher and you watched it, don't tell me what you can't do, boo. Cause mm. I was, I was grinding. I was grinding because I recognized like, there's no way one teaching doesn't just really just take care of you for real, for real. Like yeah. it, was, I, it was bad. Like where I, where I worked at, and I'm not going to disclose where I worked at, I was, I made more money in college than what I made at this place, but I still was called to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so I'm called to be here. And I'm making less money. So I had to just use my gift. Mm -hmm. And that's really why I started, you know. And so um, leaving was a little bit scary because it meant um, what, what looked like stability was no longer going to be available. Mm -hmm. It looked like predictability was no longer going to be available. Um, but I was like, I said to myself, I said, now did you. That's how I talked to myself. I said, now did you. If you did this in part time, imagine how you're going to run that thing up when you full time. Mm -hmm. you know and so I had this kind of I had to trust my consistency and so mm -hmm. for those of you who really be unsure full of anxiety you don't trust your consistency or you just not consistent enough mm -hmm. I was consistent I'm consistency queen I'm consistent right and I said again I said it unboastfully but that's my strength. like I, I'm routinistic I would do I would, like I'm consistent and so I just I trusted my consistency enough to, to speak for my track record and say all right cool you did this in two years with part-time you know mm -hmm. so imagine when you go full-time you you're gonna you're gonna be all right like you, yeah. you're gonna be straight and so the, it was really scary mm -hmm. um not having like that predictable income or that foundation or whatever health insurance you know adult type stuff yeah right? not having all that was a little scary but um after i got my bearings i was all right I, I, i've been i've been pretty good yeah that's so that, that was the hardest part for me because i was ready to go um, mm -hmm. I was, I was honestly ready to go. It was tough. I was tired all the time, working long hours, overworked, underpaid, you know, how that, how that I was goes. like, and unappreciated probably. Oh yeah, like, for sure. For sure. And so I love on my teachers. Whenever mm -hmm. I go to bed, I love on them so hard. I know they, they probably be like, I right, did that's enough. Like <laughs> I, I, I fill up their cup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I fill up their cup because I recognize my cup was, my cup was drying out. Yeah. Right. And so again, I just I be exactly what I needed when I was in the classroom. When I go to different schools and and work with different programs and stuff like that. So, answer your question. The stability was the hardest part, but I got my bearings now. I'm good. Hey, hey, hey! Did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method: Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that: five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. 
you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Good, good. That's exciting. That's mm-hmm. exciting. That's hope for the future. Yeah, you know I mean, anybody, anybody who's listening to this, who you know, who has that nine to five and they want to, whatever that side gig is, whatever it is, it could be speaking, coaching, you could be a web designer on the side, whatever that is. Um, knowing that if you stay consistent, you got to build, build those systems of consistency, build that, uh, that routine, that discipline mm-hmm. in order to show up fully and live the life that you know, you deserve to live, you know? Mm-hmm. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Okay. What, what piece of advice would you give someone who is teaching and they are struggling? They are like at their wits end with everything that that comes with. I asked them, are you called to do this? Teaching is a calling. Mm-hmm. It's not something you get a degree in. It's not something you go to school for. It's not something that you just get on a certificate and go do. It's a burden in your heart, period. Like teaching is a calling. It is, right? And so when you know you called, that means you automatically set up your set yourself up for commitment. Mm-hmm. And so if you know you called, you will be committed. Like, you cannot get around it, right? And so you're struggling. That's inevitable. No matter what field you're going to go into, there's going to be some type of struggle, one struggle or another, right? You just have to make sure that in yourself that you're called. Because if you're not called, turn in your resignation letter right now and go find a place where you're called, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's lives in the balance of your influence. And if you're not called to do what you're doing, then that blood going to be on your hands, being real with you. There's so many people who just have, jobs that they're not called to do and they wonder why they're not operating in excellence Uh. (laughs) Mm. you wonder why the you're not getting changed you wonder why you're not getting momentum you wonder why you're not experiencing prosperity why you're not called to be there period you know there's a scripture that i live by and it's an indicator of where i'm called right Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this i want you to know it's proverbs 10 22 it says um (laughs) it said the blessings that the lord make rich he'll add no sorrow Right. So it, it, wherever you have sorrow consistently and continuing in your life, it's not a blessing from God. Like it's a it's two plus two ain't gonna never stop equaling four. Mm-hmm. Right. And so wherever you are, if you are consistently experiencing sorrow, if you're consistently cons- consistently experiencing a, a lack of abundance, a lack of prosperity, a lack of happiness, a lack of joy, a lack of you feel what I'm saying? Because there's some teachers who go home and they're like, man, you know what? That was tough, but I, I'm ready to go back to mm-hmm. the classroom and figure out how I could be a solution. I'm ready to go back and see how I can reach that student who never raises their hand. I'm ready to go back and see how I can raise up these these uh these test scores. I'm ready to go back and add value to my principal, add value to my community through my service to their school even if they have a bad day why because they got a call Mm -hmm. right which keeps them committed yes so if you just here for a job and it's just i'm just doing this song get fine (laughs) go turn in your resignation now because you have lives that's dependent upon you being where you need to be Mm -hmm. right and so the blessings of the lord make rich 
and he'll add no sorrow to it. So if you are blessed, if you're in the blessing of the Lord, you're going to experience, <laughs> you're going to experience riches. You're going to experience joy. You're going to experience prosperity. You're going to experience the new ideas and creativity to be a solution in your building. You're going to experience the, the intelligence and, and the ability to add value no matter where you go in, in the education system um, or whatever, whatever you are. Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing right and so if you know that you cannot be a solution to where you are and you're not experiencing these riches that i'm talking about go find you go go find out what your calling is period mm. um and so you may be tired you may be stressed you may even be burnt out right but if you know you called stay committed period. if you know you're called stay committed yeah Ooh. but the reward is gonna be much greater than than the, than the hardship it oh. is Always. The reward is always greater. Always. And so it, it, this toughness and this struggle is only but for a season, but the glory that's going to be revealed in you later on down the line, you can't even imagine what that's going to be like, but you got to be committed to see that through. Mm -hmm. so, take it from me. Be committed if you call. I love it. Wow. For sure. The, the, you, you said like 11 bars in there. <laughs> <laughs> you... You spent like 11 bars in there and the one that sticks out the most is if you, if you're called and stay committed, you'll be committed. Sure. Like, because the hard times, the, the, the burdens, the struggles, all of that won't stop you from achieving what it is that you're called to achieve. Sure. Come on now. Sure. Come on now. No, sure, because whatever... The struggles of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that, and, the, and the prosperity and all the joy that you're going to experience in the end. But you got to get through this growing pain because that's mm -hmm. all it really is. You only experience struggle in, when, when you're experiencing growth. So don't see it as a struggle. Don't see it as being tired. See it as, okay, what am I growing from? What am I learning from this particular hardship in time? Uh, because I recognize when I was burned out as a teacher, it was because I couldn't reach my kids. So that means I was still called. I had a burden for what I was doing. It wasn't like I was frustrated because I hated it. I was frustrated because I wasn't being a solution in my in my calling. Mm -hmm. So if you if you're listening to this, it's not in, in, like this is this is for you to do some self reflection. Are you struggling because you just simply hate, it? or are you struggling because you're not being an effective solution? And if it's the latter thing that I said, you're still called, and all you have to do is stay committed to get to the prosperity and the riches that I've talked about. Mm. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it, it, it it just you said that so beautifully like i didn't i didn't I, thank you <laughs> yeah no 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 the way you just presented that it was in a way that will resonate with whoever listens to this and they're in there and they find themselves whether they're a teacher what whatever it is and they're in that that moment of struggle, that moment of difficulty, that moment of what am I to do? You know, the the simple thing is to are you struggling because you hate it, right? Mm -hmm. Or are you struggling because there's a an area that you can't reach? There's something in there that you're trying. You're trying. That's that. That's what I want everyone to understand is that you're still trying you're trying to reach it so like you say you're still called right and right. stay committed because the answers will come they will they will get there you 
you just got to stay committed and stay consistent. Sure. So take take it from me. And that's all you got. If you call, stay committed. Mm. That's a, like that. That can be the name of this this episode. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> if you call, stay committed. I love yeah. it. I love it. Where can we find you um, on social media, on the internet, wherever you are? So you can follow me on Instagram at I am Khadija Williams. You see the name right here. Don't butcher it up. <laughs> <laughs> you can find you can visit, take a visit to my website at djspeaks.com. That is D-I-J-H, D-I-J-A-H-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Khadija Williams. You can find me on YouTube, um, DJ Speaks. Um, we're gonna be making some big moves this year. So listen, if you were educator. Um, if you're a superintendent principal, you want to stay in touch with what we're doing because we're coming from a, we're coming for a hundred thousand educators to keep them in the classroom um, and make them and get them equipped so that they can equip these students um, to really walk in their purpose. And so um, you can keep up with me on those platforms. Oh, find me on TikTok. TikTok oh. is the thing. <laughs> um, I am Khadija Williams. Um, I, you know, I'll be on there, you know, making my inspirational content. And so um, thank you so much, Aaron, for having me on. Um, this has truly been a blessing. Um, this has been, honestly, it, this can fill my cup a little bit. You know I'm what I'm glad. saying? I'm glad. I'm um, glad. Because if I can talk about things and, and make myself feel negative, then surely when I talk about things, I can make myself feel positive. Absolutely. And this, is, this has certainly been, uh, this certainly filled my cup. You I'm know, glad. I, I just appreciate you for finding me valuable enough to be on your show. I appreciate it for real. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before I let you go, I got one final question for you. You ready? Gotcha. Khadija, what does resilience mean to you? Whew. I wrote a I actually wrote a book on that. Um, but I'm gonna keep it sweet. I'm gonna keep it sweet. Um, resilience means to me is just the ability to bounce back. Mm. Yep. The ability to bounce back. And that means not just falling to your lowest point to get back up. It means that creating preventative measures so that you can stay up. Yes. So that you can stay in your right mind. So that you can stay in your calling, stay in your purpose, stay in the will of God for your life. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, you got you to gotta set up some parameters, some, some boundaries and some benchmarks to keep yourself right in your mind, you know? And so uh, resiliency to me, it's simply being able to maintain your position to actually get to your, you know, your, your expected end um, and not getting to your lowest to get back up, but being able to stay up in mm. every capacity that you can. So love it. Love for it. Sure. Literally resilience in action, the do, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that you do and it's a thing that you become, you know, but the do is, is where the, the power is. Sure. absolutely absolutely Khadija thank you so much for spending some time with us getting to know you a little more and you sharing your wisdom and insights with us really do appreciate it the pleasure is all mine thank you for having me absolutely thanks for tuning into this week's episode if you enjoyed it be sure to rate and review and remember resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience